two. All right, one, two, one, two. Um, and we're live. What's happening? All right, so what is your? So I guess the point of this podcast is that I realize spirituality comes in so many different kinds because because I used to I got my start in the law of attraction in seventh grade. I was just like, I really want to be popular in school i want to be fucking cool and just in seventh grade i was just you know uh just really shy and by the way i think i think you kind of you were one of the people that inspired me to get into like is that dandelion it's not dandelion it's uh marigold i think marigold yeah Yeah. very similar in in the way they look what do you know about marigold not much to be frankly honest what you were saying about the law of attraction? Oh yeah, so seventh grade, um, like I said, I was shy and I got bullied a lot at school and just my family was terrible. Everything was like, just basically everything was so bad. And one day I just kind of finally decided to like do some research and online for the f- one of the first time. And kind of came across this ad about the law of attraction and ever since then you know like i was so desperate to believe that i can like basically at the time just make my wishes come true that's what i thought like Mm -hmm. i thought it was some like really like magical like voodoo type of thing you know like in some in seventh grade and so that's my start and i never never had any success until end of ninth grade going to 10th grade i i i bought this book and then these people called me joe vitale his people called me and um they're like hey are you interested in coaching i'm like fuck yeah i'm interested in coaching what you mean and um but then but then we had a great conversation but at the end they're like oh it's gonna be like a thousand dollars every i think few months or some shit and i'm like coming from a strict asian family like no way they, my parents would never even buy me like i don't know a soda <laughs> like it's crazy yeah. like they would not even buy soda. yeah they would not even let me play <laughs> basketball <laughs> like you know and and so and so I, I go to my mom in the kitchen i'm like mom um uh i i want to join this basketball thing I, I like i just made it up i was like i want to join this basketball thing it's gonna be like three hundred dollars every once in a while whatever um and oh my gosh i you know i expected my mom to just be like no but for whatever fucking reason she was like she was like let me talk to your dad about it and she's so close-minded especially back then and i was like what and and, and long story short i got on it and so for the first year of of coaching and um you know, I just focused on um, literally just trying to become popular at school, and it was, it was kind of funny. And I never reached it. Let me tell you that I never reached like what I th- what I wanted to reach in terms of popularity. But we went to my subconscious mind, and basically, yeah, we basically rewired rewired it, and just peel layers of onion, and just go back to traumatic memories and all this all this stuff. And um, and the base what changed for me was just realizing that. Uh, when I was manifesting, I was just kind of, you know, saying, like, little affirmations, like, oh, like, I'm gonna be popular, I'm gonna be whatever, and, um, but I didn't realize we have a lot of subconscious, um, 
uh, like blocks and stuff and limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. that and and we communicate with the universe uh, my understanding at the time was that we communicate with the universe through our subconscious mind and not really our conscious and so yeah for the most part of my life up until probably like the last year I've only like just focused on that and the law of attraction but then I started me- meeting people like you people like just I learned about chakras and stuff I learned about just all this stuff and it's like there's everyone has so many different like uh, not interpretations but yeah like just, Perception. just per, yeah it's just like different forms and different of the same of spirituality of the same source you know of it's course just, it's all it's all it's all the um the eye of the beholder everybody sees it in a different form everybody sees it in a different shape the way that they need to see it I believe Yeah, I, I believe that everything that everyone has ever I would say spoken about or anything that anyone has ever said that's changed their life in any type of way or believe that they've felt some sort of oneness with the universe or the creator or their supreme being i believe it's all the same source just everyone calls it something differently or maybe that everyone is swayed by their their bias from what they were raised by you know what i mean like a lot of people that are hardcore atheists yeah you know what I mean? Like, let's yeah. take that for instance. Like, usually somewhere in the line, either there's one extreme or the other. Either there was someone in their family that was an extremist in the church that either did something to them that caused them to have a hatred for the church or hatred for Christianity, for that matter, or any type of religion because of that a traumatic event. Or there was just a lineage of influence on the bashing of thereof. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's, it could be one or the other. It, it, and I feel like there's also another, m- much more of a variety of, of, of things that could be a trigger to that. And it's just insane to me to okay. think about that. So I think we can both agree that, like, uh, do you, uh, in oneness, do you believe in oneness? Yeah. So yeah, um, I've recently like stumbled upon that, and that just really clicked with me. And I shared it with my roommate Cass, and um, mm-hmm. she's she's atheist. And I was like, Cass, you're you're probably closer to the truth than like all of my friend, like anybody like I really know, you know. And and it clicked with her, and like and and I and what really clicked was just I once I realized. I was watching an interview of Greg Braden. Um, basically, his thing is that um, he he's a he's like one. Uh, he, I don't know what you call him a phys- physicist, where he understands you know all the stuff about the universe, yeah. like all like like gravity, time, space, whatever. Like, and and but he's also very spiritual, and he, and he made me realize that they're all science and spirituality. It's 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 Explain. all the same. It's all the same fucking thing. Well, well, that's like. A lot of things that come with, I feel like science is just spirituality explained in a physical sense. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's what happens in the background. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what science is, and people don't want to believe that. And so, 
what, I don't know, it's just, it's just odd to me that people have, have made such a separation when there's actually a, a, a unity between them that yeah. should, they should be brought together instead of separated. Yeah. Um, what, what he was saying is just that, um, it's just a language, it's just a different language, like, science is just a language of the same source, and, like, spirituality is just a language, and, um, what really blew me away was just like he was telling he was telling about how he would go to like some isolated place up in like some place and then they like and these monks would like understand the universe just as well as like these scientists and like just just from just from inside you know i mean that's that's i don't know the source exactly but a lot of there's a lot of texts that that believe that everything that we need to know and everything we have known and everything that we will know is embedded within inside of us. And that we are the eternal knowledge. We, we just have to learn to unlock that knowledge. Exactly. And the understanding. Exactly. Like, there's, there's research that's been done and I don't know how reliable this research is or the article that I read I don't know who published it but uh-huh. it was an article saying that there is proof that there is actual knowledge and memories embedded into our DNA from our ancestors yeah what's that called that's called uh, gosh and I don't know the name for it exactly so if you do please enlighten me on it gosh I, I, I used to know this but um I think that's that that the thought of that just the thought of that to me is insane. It's it's it blows my mind just to think about those types of things and if if those types of things are real which I believe that they could be then what what do what could we unlock? What could we we give to the world? What could we share? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is there to to let others understand? Well, what is the point? I have a question. So what is the point of that if the universe is just infinite? You know, what is the point of helping and doing this stuff? It doesn't even matter. And, you know, and that's kind of what I've been struggling with. And I would love the answer to that. But uh, I totally agree with what you're saying about all the answers within us. And within the past month, that's... Um, that's just kind of in one of my saving graces where like just I have all this struggle and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm looking for answers and I, I meditate and deep, go deep inside and in no mind and just inspiration pops up and, and all of a sudden these answers are popping up and mm-hmm. I've spent the past year all this knowledge I have this past year like I've learned, and, and most of it, no coaching, no, barely any books, just all inspiration. And yeah. um, I have a question. So, how present, how much do you practice presence? Always. Always. So Always. Isn't, isn't, that, isn't that the point of living? So, you have no... Th- your, your thought stream I wouldn't say that I, I mean I guess there's 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 moments of of reflection I guess more of anything on the past looking for 
lessons instead of pondering on ill decisions or maybe looking for ways for a better I want to say future for a better present that is to come so back in Eleventh at summer of eleventh grade, I was going through my first heartbreak, mm-hmm. and um, one night I was just in, I was in a, I was in bed and I was I was just on my phone, and then this thought just hit me out of nowhere, and the thought was focus on one thing at a time, and. You know, like I was, a, I was a normal human being, so I had like millions. You know, every day I probably averaged like thousands of thoughts a day. You know, my thoughts just goes from one thought to the next to the next, and I thought that's normal. And then what happened was I just became present, and through just focusing on one thing at a time, one task at a time. Like I will get up, I walk to the shower, um, spoke only thought about that, and then I. I get in the shower, just literally focus on pumping the shampoo, rubbing then next rubbing it in my yeah. hand. And and what pursued was just the next three months of extreme, extreme bliss of paradise, of no mind. I I sat through church for like two hours without needing to like go on my phone or leave. I I was sat in the airport for Course, Ten something hours. Present. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the moment. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've kind of, kind of like lost that. Um, you know, I got, I got in a relationship, um, got in a relationship, and you know, it, it's harder when there's another human being. It's easier when you're, because I was kind of totally isolated. Isn't it, isn't it? Isn't it funny how how it's almost like it's um, child's mind. It's what? It's child's mind. It's the simplicity of a ch- of a child. Wow. You you got to think about it like that. Like a child only thinks about one thing at a time. It doesn't think about. Oh, maybe I'll go to the park later, and then oh, and then mom's gonna change my diaper at three o'clock, and then oh, you know maybe it's feeding time at five forty-five. Like they're just doing. How happy is a baby ninety percent of the time? Besides when it's you know, crapped on itself or needing food. It's living in that exact moment. I mean, even wow. when it's upset, it's only upset because of what's happening in that exact moment. Not because of what's happened in the past. Not because of what's happening in the future. It's going to happen to it. Only because that baby is right then and there hungry. Wow. And, like, it's going back to our roots. coming back to being a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's that opening yeah. of the mind. That, yeah. That taking away that 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 sense of oneness with with where we are in the universe at this exact point in time yeah it's crazy right like it's crazy, I mean, crazy. To, to think about that it's pretty crazy it's just because we think of babies i i used to think of babies as like just the most like helpless being but like now i think back on it babies are like goals like <laughs> they just they're so pure and they're so just they are yeah. sometimes having the mind of a child is is 
in a sense, the best way to do things because the sense of understanding, the the comprehension that you have, things are much simpler, and yeah. all around. And somebody could say something to you and be like, "Yep, that's right." When like there's no arguing, there's no like, it's simplicity within itself. It's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I feel like I have grown up in the church, being Hispanic. You know what I oh, mean? Man. Yeah. I it's a cultural thing. I mean, like if it's not Catholic, you're Christian. If you're not Christian, you're quote unquote Catholic. You know what I mean? Like you wear the gold yeah. chain and you keep walking. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. Like it, it's it's it's. But I mean, my family was very, very into it. I I guess you could say. I mean, it was a ritualistic thing. Within like, we go every Sunday. We dress up. We go there. We listen to the sermon. We eat the food after church. We hang out for a little bit. We come home. We get undressed. That was about it. There was no opening it up at home like hey let's sit down and read the bible let's talk about spirituality it was like you'll learn it at church gotcha so when did you or have you ever um just decide that there's more like that's not i feel like that's how i was at a young age i feel like at a young age i knew that there's always so much there's so much going on there's so much more there's wow i feel like i'm a natural born empath wow within myself I've I struggled as a kid to understand and reason with sometimes my own emotion and thoughts because I had to realize that they weren't even mine to begin with understanding that I could be in a room with people and I could feel and hear and understand how they feel without even needing to speak to them or understand what it is that's going on knowing that there's the the issue is there and understanding that that I can feel the exact same feelings that they're having about this issue and it's just so odd to me wow it's just super interesting and like the more I developed it hit a point where it became very overwhelming so what'd you do and that's when drug use came into the picture that's when I feel like that's where a lot of a lot of empaths run into they they want to they want to dull it down want to dim it up instead of learning how to control and learning how to understand and learning because i mean it's not something that it's taught in the mainstream health or just i don't even know how to say like in psych in psychology i feel like they're not even like really really aware that there's people out there that do understand how other people are feeling and like they can literally, without even saying a word, you feel this connection with this person. And you can feel it with inside yourself, and you feel this overbearing sense of energy upon your body and inside of your soul. It's 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 insane. It's insanity. And I I believe that in the schooling systems and in in the health classes and in parenting things like people, parents that are coming up with children people that are going to parenting classes and things like that should should be taught that their child may be an empath wow that they may have to deal with a child that's going to have overwhelming times of overwhelming emotions wow whether it be happiness whether it be 
sadness, whether it be complete stillness, whether it be any extreme. And they have to understand that there's going to be times when that's not even their own child's emotion. That's an emotion that's being portrayed onto them that they cannot handle, and it's just expelling. Wow. And I think that, that that's something that's lost. I feel like in ancient cultures, that's, that was taught more, uh, that people were more sensitive. And now we're so desensitized, we believe that everyone should be the same. Everyone should feel the same. Everyone should feel like, oh, you know, like, why, 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 are you, why are you sad? I'm not sad. So we should all not be sad. Do you think um, you're um, like a right brain person then? Like, because of your empathy, you're more like feeling instead of thought, like more think, like thinking? Or, you know, being, being right handed, you know, left, left brain at heart, but that's scientifically, you know, I'm left brain at heart. But the weird thing is, is that I have certain, like, I don't know, I don't have problems with certain things that left-handed people normally have issues with, I guess. So you might, you might have a stronger connection with the right brain, because it's this possible. I know that I, I definitely have some, like, my brain tends to definitely rewire itself every once in a while. Like, it has a tendency to just be like, well, this isn't going to happen anymore, and then it just kind of, like... So, I lose it, and it's just like th- certain things come and go, and it's just it's weird. So like lately, um, you know, one of my biggest problems is I'm super left brain. I, I, I've always was, was obsessed with knowledge and stuff, and even through this presence, like this, this overthinking, like it's definitely like my biggest like enemy, you know, at the moment. And and I, the other day I was like thinking. I want to be more of a right brain per- a little bit more incorporate more of like just the feeling instead of just thought and analysis and and just feel I feel like my through constant I want to call it drug use because at the moment in time that I was doing it it was but in certain points in time in my life I knew that it was more like with LSD, I guess you could say, I feel like I had a big LSD and, and psilocybin. I feel like I had a great shift into my right brain, especially wow. on psilocybin. Psilocybin, I was always feeling things and, and, and my empathy was even higher than ever. I, I was drawing things I was seeing when I used to trip on psilocybin I used to see a lot of faces and I used to see a lot of things on the walls and actual caricatures and I used to want to draw them and, 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 and take them out and put them on paper and you know these things are you can feel the shift in your body when things happen like that and it's it's overwhelming sometimes for some people and it's it's bliss for others you know what I mean like, yeah I believe that that certain people have an easier time as well for sure. And it definitely comes with training. Yeah, I've noticed, like, when I smoke, I definitely have... I ha- it's, it's like, when I smoke, it gives me a space to, like, feel. And when I'm sober, when I'm present, it's actually pretty doable. I can, like, feel... It's just, it's just no thought. And it's just more, like, just... I can sense things more. But when I smoke, it's... When I'm not, like, overthinking, um, I, I, I just... I don't know, I become like 
empath- yeah, like telepathic or empathetic or or not empathetic. Is empath- is that the word? Empathetic. Yeah. You know it. Yeah, I get. I'm able to feel you rather than just just th- like think. overthink what the situation might be or just analyzing. You know, mm-hmm. just you know, just everything just is. There's no judgment of it. There's no if once you inter- interpret it. Then it just in the mind, you know, and I have a problem with always interpreting, interpreting mm-hmm. things. And I just realized that. <laughs> this moment. Sure. So what? What is your diet like? My diet currently. I just change it up the subject now. Um, I'm currently, my my diet I would say is ninety. Eight percent vegan okay that's that's perfect i i would say that i eat the occasional egg once in a while but the only reason i would say i would do that was because that i do raise my own chickens i do have over 15 16 chickens roaming around my backyard that lay eggs regardless of what's going on i feed them they're gonna lay eggs they rot if we do not use them so you know maybe once every three or four months i'll crack an egg open and and eat it but at least i know it's a cruelty-free source i understand that it is given to me you know what i'm saying i'm not stealing this egg from this chicken when i go out there and i when i personally go to eat an egg from the chickens i'll go out feed them I'll give them something so I can take something in return it's a give and take relationship it's not a one way I don't just steal their eggs you know what I mean yeah and I I thank them I sit there and whichever one I knew that laid the egg because they all lay different colored eggs shapes and sizes it's beautiful I thank the ones that I'm taking them from and I go on my way and you know it's 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 a little bit deeper for me and I feel like it takes better and it's different. It's not the same eggs. It's, yeah. it's the best thing I've ever had. Oh, life. man. The best yeah. eggs ever. And, it's, you know, it's different living now in this world. Like, people want to say there's nothing wrong with eating meat. And, like, if there isn't, then it's not – if it is true, it's not the meat that we're eating now. It's not the milk that we're eating now, the dairy that we're having, the processed foods. Like, none of this is what it used to be. Like, it's not – Everything used to not have antibiotics and, and sicknesses and all this nasty shit that's going into our foods. Yeah. And, and biochemicals that are just dripping into our water sources and they're just giving it right back to the animals. And it's just terrible. Like, none of this, none of this, nothing's healthy anymore. Like, none of it. Let's look at romaine, right? Like, what was it? E. coli? Something like or that. Or salmonella or something time stupid. Time after time. Something stupid. And, you know, it's like people want to talk shit and it's it's not even because i had posted something a little while back it wasn't even like they were talking shit but it was just more or less like people want to bring up the fact that vegetables have the same problem that meat does where all this ground beef just got reported to have like e coli or something like that and they had to recall it yeah or something like that i don't know what it was exactly yeah but i posted that and then i got a couple responses that were like you know like that were that same things from the same site but for romaine and you know it's like i understand that but you understand where this outbreak is coming from it's coming from the manure from these animals that we're butchering so they're shitting all over the place yeah. they're putting their shit on top of the cow manure and then you're wondering why 
not only is the meat diseased, but then the lettuce is diseased because you're putting the shit from the diseased cows on top of the lettuce. So it's like, no shit, like, this is happening. No doubt there's, there's, there's a disease-ridden vegetable. It makes sense. So, recently, um, I came across, uh, I went, I joined a webinar for, um, London Real. He's one of my, one of my, uh, role models, and he, what he does is kind of like what I, I'm, I hope to do now, um, but it's just more spiritual. He interviews people, um, constantly, just, just, you know, just, uh, just, just you know, just people who aren't really excelling on top of their game, and just, um, but he has this thing where it's just like a quadrant it's like four squares and then one of them was veget so just like seven days a week instead of going straight up vegetarian um he said um just like one day to do one day of just being vegetarian one day of being gluten-free one day of being uh, blah blah and blah blah and just the vegetarian just being just vegetarian vegan just at least start off just like maybe twice a week three times a week i, I started doing that and i gotta say like and now that you know I'm way more spiritual um and I and I've heard about how people are healing themselves with plants and how like being vegan has like really spiritually healed and healed them and also it's, it's like they can use it as like power or something I, I don't understand that and I do need it's, to do it's more your research. own it's it, okay me and my girl were talking about this just not that long ago probably last night or this morning I can't really remember Everything blends into one solid reality in these days, but they, um, we were saying that our bodies are like antennas. Exactly. I mean, it's like, thousand percent. And the energy that we put into our antenna ah. feeds whether or not our signal goes out harder and stronger and farther, and whether or not we receive farther harder and stronger like it's it's what you put in is what you get like for performance and it's what it is so the cleaner the cleaner you your intake is expect a better outcome it's the same thing you're not gonna put you're not gonna put vinegar in your car and expect it to go down the street you know what i'm saying like yeah so why are you gonna feed your body a whole bunch of crappy foods that don't make sense for a biological performance and then just expect to be excelling in life it makes no sense yeah so spiritually um are so are we just like just from like a oneness perspective like are we like just not supposed we shouldn't just be eating uh meat at all because like i feel like everyone has such a different opinion on this well because i believe that everything is one like in terms of like i am like this table as well like everything and and so like i was thinking like just animals are just one as well and Mm -hmm. i'm scared that they're they're just beings who are just going through like a lower chain of life level like like, you know and i'm still not sure about any of this but but i think about the cavemen so back in the day though in the cavemen they still ate mammoth mammoths and stuff so what is to what they you know what I mean to what they say to what they, to what we believe like how do they know the digestive system of a Neanderthal quote unquote without any anything there to prove whether or not they even ate 
animals. Well, <laughs> like think yeah, about yeah. it. No, for real. Like, there's no intestinal tract. There's no, there's no set of recipe books. There's no the pictures. Of- like of what? Like of a caveman eating a mammoth? Like maybe they did. Maybe they. I'm sure they like, oh, probably some did. did yeah. They probably did. You know what I mean? Like I believe that there's a lot of killing happening for a long time, and I believe that and we've been eating animals for long periods of time. But I believe that poor hygiene was the death of eating carnal things like that. But I believe that that's only if you're trying to sustain on a spiritual level on a lower sense of being. If you're trying to, like, quote-unquote, stay in the matrix, you, you, you really don't care about, about excelling in your spirituality, furthering yourself into being the oneness that, that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, just falling into the, the, the system of creation. Like, if you want to fall into that system, go ahead do your thing it's whatever like you know what I'm saying it's not and it's part of a cycle but humans definitely have overdone the cycle I will admit but I believe that if spiritually we want to excel as a race and we want to bring ourselves out of the pit that we've currently put ourselves in we do need to step out of it and eat more plant life and eat more living instead of eating death Wow, and um, one of the things I've heard was that Greg Braden, what he was saying was how uh, he just made dieting so simple for me. He just said, "Look at uh, what you're eating, and just is it giving you? It's either giving you more life, or it's taking life away from you." And that, like, really. Oh, of me. course, it's it, it, it's like anything in life is either giving to you or taking from you. It's a give or take relationship. It's that yin yang. It's that. And it's that balance, that symmetry of life. And any, anything you do, there's an energy pull and an energy push. Anything you do, something's going to happen here, but it costs something over there. Well, why would it cost something in the infinite universe? In the infinite... Well, you got to think about it. If You can't make something out of nothing, correct? So it has to come from something else with a transfer. So you have to take something else to make this, to create something else cause and effect if this doesn't happen that never does so if like you know what I mean like in the simplest way like without having to put any sort of like chemicals or scenarios to it it's just it's just it's just what it is this isn't that scientific proof like nothing can ever be created nor destroyed so everything has to be transferred correct so gotcha gotcha that makes sense that definitely makes sense wow wow that's big. I need to take a moment there. You know, also, he was saying how the theory of evolution, um, we have found evidence of the theory of evolution in, like, everything except for human beings. Like, apparently human beings were, I guess discovered like 200,000 years ago or something yeah. like that and but there has been no evidence of evolution of the, of the human being it's like it's almost like 
evolution works for everything else, and then the human being just kind of appeared, and or something, something yeah. like that. It's true. Like I don't know. To me, I've had arguments with people, or I would say just heated discussions more than anything about evolution or creationism or, or yeah whatever you believe in you know what I mean like reincarnation the recycling of of everything which I mean I, I feel like all of these things have their own truth to them and once pieced together creates the whole the whole story and all of the pieces are too blind to see that they create a puzzle you know what I mean like each piece believes that they're the masterpiece of art when they could just put themselves together and realize that they create the masterpiece that they all believe that they are. Wow. That takes a lot of, like, that takes a lot of, or less of ego to, like, I feel like, to be, like... Oh, hey, to say? Or to do? Oh, completely. To understand, to, like, to, to acknowledge, like, to say, like, you know, maybe, like, there's parts of what I believe in they're completely true and maybe not all of it is and there's parts that you believe in that are completely true and like if we find the full truth within everything that we all believe in we can piece together what the true reality of what we all want to understand and know is so what is the ultimate goal like I I just it's I struggle I feel like that's all that's all personal between you and the creator Oh, I, but I just don't understand why like if I am the creator because I am part of the creator I feel like that's where I was explained to a little while back on that whole sense of like if I am the creator how can I learn from the creator and that's the whole like I guess, some people believe that well, like I am God and it's like well I believe that to an extent like you are a piece of God. Yeah, you're exactly. a fragment. Exactly. You are not the complete. You are not it, but you are a small fragment. So, um, one like analogy that really worked for me was that we are like a drop of water in the infinite, like, ocean. It's true. And there's no real separation, and it's just it's just our five. There's separation because we perceive separation through our five senses it can't, it's it's uh it's hard it's, we can't really you know because we i see that hey there's like space right here between yeah. you and me but somehow we're all somehow we're just all one we all mesh we all we all are made out of the same i feel like i was explaining this the other day to a point where let me see if i can remember it it was the creator is correct that's let's say like if we take the context of most religions the creator usually tends to say or to to portray themselves just as them they are they just they are they are reality themselves yeah they are creation they are what you see and perceive around you so let's take that into consideration and let's say that we are living the only reason we are living is because the only thing that is fueling us the only thing that is fueling our electric drive that powers our body is the creator itself which is existence the reality that we're living in the the perceptive quote-unquote now that we see 
that's why there is a oneness because everything is one everything is you know what I mean like everything is the creator so if you're saying that you feel like you are one of course because you are sitting inside of pretty much what is if that makes sense to make it any like I don't know to me that's how I would perceive it and that to me makes sense I don't know if that to you I mm. think um, a lot of the stuff it's like whenever I'm very present and my mind is still it completely makes sense but the second I'm out of presence like um, like you know lately I've been struggling with it and um, but yeah you know once I'm disconnected or just so uh, just I think I'm just perceiving that I'm disconnected from the source of course it, it, it just literally f- and what's funny about that is that like when you're like it's all you're doing is just overthinking that you're overthinking at that point yeah like when you're like oh man i'm not in the moment oh man i'm not in the moment the only thing that's keeping you not in the moment is saying that you're not in the moment and you just need to stop and do it like you know what i mean like it's so asking myself how do i do it that's the problem you gotta stop asking and the easiest way to do it is to just do it you remember your, your your theory of just thinking about doing that one task that's all you're doing when you're thinking about how do you do all you're thinking about is that one task and to say how do i do this and so to break that you have to break that task and actually do the task of doing you know what i mean like wow (laughs) like it's it's thank you for that bro i'm gonna need one of your uh one of your therapy sessions. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, dude. I mean, it's been a while. Yeah, dude. I need to. Sm- I need to like we need to uh, smoke and then, and then you need to talk to me and and I'm gonna. I, I my oh man, just just I, I struggle like my my one struggle that I've, I've been having is just I was really present, right? And then it was re- it was just almost like I was just there, like I just couldn't be disconnected from the presence, and then. I don't know what happened. Life happened and just distractions or something. And I just, in the you know, past, yeah, I just can't do it anymore. It's, it's sometimes it's where our weakest points is when we're most comfortable. Yeah. And it's like when you stop working as hard and you think you got it. I got going, very comfortable. Never get comfy. That's the, that's the goal. I mean, I can't, I can't say that I don't get comfy. I mean, I've been very comfy the past couple of months. You know, I've been kind of like trying to perceive myself as an artist trying to right brain myself you know what i mean very hard for the past i would say about four or five months now and it's been definitely a journey within itself like i've been stripping myself away of a lot of material things a lot of pleasures like money and just being able to do and the only thing i can really do is experience now and be there in the moment and not you know what i mean go blow cash and do this and do that and, you know and like maybe i am thinking here and there about certain things but for the most part I've been I've been pretty present and I think it's been a really nice um, zen for the moment I think it's been a very good clearing for myself a lot I put a lot of pressure on myself this year a lot of things I was um, it's a big transition for me in life currently I've been doing a lot of stuff for myself and I think I've done more for myself in this exact year than I have in the past like four or five Wow, I will say the same thing. And so, like, it's it's been very eye-opening, very awakening for myself. I've been experiencing a lot of things that have been positive for my life. 
in a way that I don't have to learn the hard way anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's at that point now. Like I'm not saying that wow. the learning the hard way is over, but I'm definitely saying that I'm learning easier now. I'm learning smarter. I'm not. It's definitely on a road of like you know internal internal guidance, internal knowledge, external guidance. You know, definitely from the creator, and it's 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 definitely. I've definitely fast-forwarded a lot this year from where I used to be, and I'm excited about it, and I'm happy for myself. I'm pretty excited to continue the journey, too. So, what's your, what's your, like, goal right now? What's your number one, like... Ooh, so, like, on top, like, list number one, like, on top, on top right now, I would say is, is becoming a holistic doctor. Hey, holistic, dude... Like, completely. Hey, I, I really think I can actually help you in this area in terms of I know the like because like I've been studying Joe Dispenza and Greg Braden and like Joe he um about I don't know like 1990 something he he had he was uh, riding a bicycle and the policeman was like um, was like wait there was like construction or something and uh, yeah. he was like he was like, hey, go go this way. And as he was bicycling towards that direction, yeah. the policeman didn't see that behind him was a car, like a car coming, like oh. 55 miles per hour, and it hit him and wow. completely like shattered like most of his spine completely. That's and, crazy. And so this is back in like 1998 <sighs> or something. What's up? Is that gas? Yeah. But uh, you're saying? So yeah. So what had happened was um, he said, he, he was already like, little bit spiritually in tune yeah. so he was the, all the doctors were like hey we're gonna put metal rods in you and all this stuff yeah. and he was like no i like I'm good <laughs> I, no i'm good and so he spent the next like four months just laying down and like just just trying to like find something you know in, in inner but he couldn't find anything or something until he realized he needs to instead of thinking about like just solving the problem think about the solution so we're now we're talking about the power of the mind and so this has changed my life in the last three four days mm -hmm. this has changed manifesting com for me completely and so i realized yeah you know like i stay away i try to stay away from negative like just completely negative thoughts yeah um, but i always think about just think about okay how do i solve this problem uh, so i'm still thinking about a problem if you're thinking about how you're gonna pay the bills you're still thinking about the bills so yeah. instead of thinking that th these thoughts he, he so he start instead of thinking about how to heal his spine he starts thinking holding this thought and emotion of being my spine healed. Is, yeah just just think being just healed yeah being healed and just or or that's that's the optimal way is that in the present like you know saying these things or believing in the reality will in the be, presence right will be but and just but just even like on a lower level just just having these these thoughts like so instead of thinking oh man um like this breakup sucks or whatever uh, you know, I lost the love of my life or whatever. Just start thinking about man, just 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 have these images of me being happy, her being yeah, happy. And, and that completely changed the changes way I everything. Think. But it's addictive. It's like this way of thinking is just it's like it hurts other people too. It almost it almost makes them upset on why you cannot be upset sometimes. I've experienced it myself and it's an interesting experience i remember i had it myself i i was i remember i was like i was in this i would say a cycle okay. of 
I guess you would call it dating. But it was, you know, it was short-term dating, you know, it was on and off. Things would come and go, come and go, never take it serious. Sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't. The ones I would, I shouldn't have. The ones I didn't, I surely should, you know what I mean? Like, it was like that for a long time. But it, 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 and it happens to a lot of men, you know what I mean? A lot of kids do it, a lot of guys do it, and they get into this, like, cycle of, like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, what's next? What's going on? You know, like, oh, you know, it's like you, you get sick of it. And you kind of, like, you... I went through this really hard, like, situation with this female. Yeah. And, you know, it had been, like, on and off for about, like, two years. Kind of, you know, I was, like, spaced out. But, you know, I really felt for this person at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. Not, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Y'all understand that. But, um, looking... But at, in the moment, I really cared for this person. And so, a I got really hurt, and then, you know, I went, I just, you know, went back into the cycle. And that one started to, after that had happened, my, the gear started to change. And the gear started to kind of, like, you know, cycle through, and I, I went into the next cycle, and the next cycle was a little bit different. Yes. And it's slightly different, but just almost like identical, but there was a slight change where I had an opportunity. Yes. And so then, on top of that, there was no more for a while and it was just kind of like I told myself I cut myself off I was like I'm done here's the time for me I have to heal I have to become myself I have to be happy with who I am I have to be happy with what I'm doing I have to be alright with her finding me you know what I mean like I straight up was like stop looking you freaking moron if you keep moving how is she supposed to find you just keep still and do your own thing and everything will fall in place. And, you know, I, I did. And I just kind of went on this thing of, like, you know, respecting every person more than I had ever respected them in my entire life. Loving each person that I ever interacted with more than I had ever loved anyone in my entire life. People that were once strangers became, I wouldn't say soulmates, but, but deep internal parts of myself forever because of the way that we had loved one another in, in such a spiritual way that was so deep between each and one every one of these people it's it's and and going through this almost endless journey seemed like kind of just felt like it was in a perpetual motion and just just kept going and doing it just kept going and doing it just kept going and doing it and you know you just don't stop and you just don't stop and you don't want to stop just like you said you just don't want to you don't want to quit it's just almost so nice because it's like i don't need anything else i don't need anybody else it's like it's nice to love other people it's nice to be able to to sit down and say you know like i have friends that i adore and i love and i have this this oneness with and it's just like i became this and i aspire to be the person that i wanted to be with wow wow what do you wow because in my experience yeah Cast made me realize all the past relationships they've it's been the same same shit cycle cycles 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 once you break that cycle everything changes dude so i i realized dude this relationship i have huge problems with uh my perception of masculinity in terms of oh i i 
I didn't understand that men does don't have to be just cold and and, and that it's okay to express and express course, your deepest course. Wow, and that changed everything. Everything, dude, right? right? It's it's so it's so um when I was young, what's funny about that was that when I was young I was emotional because I was an empath. Very emotional. And on top of that, I don't know if you believe in astrology or any yeah. of that stuff, but I'm also a cancer. So being a male cancer that is also an empath caused by being a cancer. I was a hot mess growing up. I was always like that. And so my whole thing is that for me, it was always bad because I was emotional. And women would be like, you're too emotional. You're, it's too much. I can't handle this. Uh-huh. And so I turned into a dick. I turned into an asshole. I turned okay. into that, that cold-hearted man that, you know, that you're talking about. That, that, yeah. that you know, that yeah. perceived out in the mainstream view at the time when we were younger you know what i mean was the you got to be a cocky dick to get the bitches essentially that was the that was you know what was shown on the movies on the shows on the on all of television and all the music and anything you heard anything you did it was be be a cold man and you'll get anything you want and so you know you you go on that path and then like you do that shit and i did it and you know i mean like it works doesn't mean that you get the people that you want you don't get what you want, you get, you give, and then when you want more, you don't get anything else. Yeah. Wow. But let me just say, I'm glad all this happens in terms of like, um, I I got very comfortable. So, and I, I have stopped. Yeah, I just got very comfortable, and so I learned that lesson about um just just redefining masculinity, and then um. Gosh, I can't even think right now, but. There were just so many things I learned out of this and through this. And like I said, I, I, I'm starting my like first venture, my first, just all for you. That's what it needs to be. And it doesn't need to be a selfish way either. And that's the best part about it is that there's selfishness. And then, because there's a fine line between loving yourself and having being selfish with yourself yes. being lustful upon yourself so I want to say I recently that's another that's another thing I'm so glad you brought it for the first time in my life I learned to love myself I felt you myself being in love with myself and um through you know I'm still going through there's still emotions that hit me hard you know it about, never it, it, it you know what's weird about that is that it never goes away are we talking about uh, this breakup? No, the emotions. Like, come back. About the situations, I'm not going to lie to you. They never... You, you think about it every once in a while. Every... Sometimes when you're sitting there and you're kind of the most no-headed, no, no, no thoughts, no-minded, it those thoughts will pop in and try to bring down your aura, try to bring down your negative energy. I actually kind of disagree in terms of another thing i've discovered what okay i got through this situation in like emotionally most of it like just just the blunt like just that pain just that just that just that huge suffering i got well well, i just want to say this uh, it it will lead on i got over it in about two days instead of the last one took like six months you know in two days and and i feel like this situation is much worse and 
it, it Isn't was, that funny? <laughs> Isn't that funny how it works like yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, and so funny. this is the most I, I've ever been in love with with anybody, and I, you know, and but I was watching, listening to Greg Braden, and he was saying how when we have these negative emotions, first of all, don't even think of them as negative. Just, just see that. Just so, what, what it is is that we usually first tend to um, shy away from these emotions and he was saying how if you just feel these emotions let them in that's why that's why I've been doing it. every time I have negative oh, emotions you have to confront it of course it's literally feel it and it washes over you like a wave and so I look back at just like the previous people I, I loved and how they hurt me and it don't hurt no more and, and all these things I was scared of all these things I couldn't forgive them for completely gone I could go back and date this girl and this girl and before I couldn't date them because of blah blah all these emotions but I processed them and I now look back dude at all this the shit that they done mm-hmm. all the shit that I thought was un uh, uh climb, un, uh, uh, unable to climb over just like stuff that I thought was just impossible just mm-hmm. just detrimental like just crazy and I completely it's, it's, it's gone and uh, and, and I guess like most people bury their emotions but if you when they come up if you just acknowledge them and bless it bless the emotions when you bless these emotions and that's something I was going to tell you is that like it's not that the negative effects of the emotions it's come back you don't feel the negative energy of the emotion it's not it's not the burden of like oh man you know what I mean like it's like oh I would never or like that negative thought or like of 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 you demonizing somebody it's more or less like that pops back in your head of you know like that situation of like you and your ex or you know what I mean like or you think about like man I wonder what's happening or like yeah, yeah, or, yeah. or it pops up like that that yeah. situation happened yeah or like oh man I dated that person or yeah. I slept with that person or yeah. I did this with that person and you think about it and you're like you acknowledge it and you're like you know like it happened it's, it's part of my reality now but the thing is, is that you have to cut the tie. You have to keep moving. And that's one thing that I learned through this book. It's, um, I don't was it through that book or was it something else? I don't know, but I'm still going to shout out the book. It's, uh, I believe it is, let me see. Let me make sure I'm saying it right so I don't just say some, mm-hmm. some bullshit that just comes out of my mouth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're just saying it, you're like, that's not the book at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? <laughs> no, but, um. Let me see. Let me pull up. Secrets of Shamanism. I think I heard of that book. Very good book. Very good book. It's very simple. But I don't know if it's in that book, but I know that I've learned over time and through certain things that thoughts certain times are connected to people. When you think about a certain person, usually it's because there's a direct line that that person's thinking about you as well. And so in that moment in time, that energy, because what happens is, is when you, when you exchange energy with people, when you spend a lot of time with people, when you have intercourse with people, that energy is almost like a tether. So that's why with empathetic people, it's stronger. The tether is connected quicker. It happens fast. It happens immediately. They don't need any intercourse. They don't need any, any long-term emotional connection. It just happens. The tether just goes and it connects. 
but normally when you do these things you have that tether and so when that other person thinks of you and you have this we've already had intercourse with this person we've had a long-term relationship this person was your best friend usually how many times out of ten you've been thinking about messaging somebody and then the second that you think about that message hits your phone and it's that person recently way freaking more way too much than it probably should right like no that's what I'm saying and that's my whole thing is that proof is there and like when these thoughts come o- 